This is a production of Cornell University. I'm Frank Rossi at Cornell University. And I'm Carl Scamenti, and this is Turf Talk, presented in partnership with Winfield United. So Frank, here we're in uh, week three of Turf Talk, and it still kind of feels like winter. What has the weather been like this past week in New York and the Northeast region? So it would really be true for much of the northern climates, Carl, uh, really all the way from Minnesota over to Maine and up from the central part of the United States. There is a little bit of a break where it, it's a little bit warmer. But as we're going to talk about later, normal feels like warmer compared to what we had. You know, obviously, it's a long winter. I mean, you could say it's a short spring, but it would snow on the ground through many northern climates. It looks like a long winter to me. You know, soils are still in the 40s. Anything that's damaged from the winter, and we'll talk about that with our conversation with Jim, but even airification holes, they're not recovering very well. And it's probably because the soils have remained cool. Sunlight has been to a minimum. And when you look at growing degree days, base 50, especially growing degree days, uh, we're two to three weeks behind the 30-year average and about the same from last year. And, And that means that essentially... While the calendar says we're creeping into the end of April, we're really at the end of March. So it's it's a very interesting time, Carl, to see in the calendar so different from what we experience with the weather. But that's going to change moving forward. Yeah, so when we look at the forecast, uh, this weekend actually looks pretty good. We're going to get a high-pressure system in, which means no precipitation for five or six days, which is good. Uh, we might sneak into the upper 50s, maybe get in there, which will feel really warm, but it's actually just going to be seasonal averages. And in fact, lows will still be really uh, almost record lows in the mid-20s. So it's going to feel like a warm-up. It's really going to be more like average. The good news there is we are going to get that direct sunlight, which should help with some of those soil temperatures, maybe start getting the system going. You know, transitioning into the the conversation we had with Jim Skorowski from the USGA, we got to talk to him this week. What was he saying about things he's been seeing uh, in the Northeast recently? So Jim Skorowski is the senior agronomist for the United States Golf Association in the Northeast region and a Cornell alum, mm-hmm. a longtime member of this uh, shortcut team, uh, joined us to talk about what he's been seeing. And essentially what he's been seeing is what we've been seeing is a very slow start to the season. And what that means in climates north of us, Jim is visiting, you know, northern New York, uh, northern Massachusetts, north of Boston, into northern New England, into Canada. He's seeing widespread winter damage. Now, it looks like, and he describes it as diffuse damage, which means it's not, as he would say, wholesale. It's not everywhere. It's just diffuse. You're finding little spots here and there where you're getting this damage. And the damage is more likely desiccation or direct low temperature injury, not crown hydration. He's seeing very little bird baths on putting greens or low spots where the ice has persisted. More often, he's seeing areas that were exposed, got some wind blowing through, And he commented specifically on some of the annual bluegrass plants he was looking at that had very, very short roots emerging from the lower crown. And it's very important for people to remember that's how annual bluegrass really suffers. You see it sometimes green up at the first warm conditions. And I think what Jim is saying, a lot of this might have happened in January when we had some open, very cold weather 
and it got desiccated and there wasn't any roots there at all. And probably the ground was frozen as well, so it couldn't get it. But when the grass greens up, you'll see poa annual leaves begin to get green. And then a light breeze will come through and some evapotranspiration will occur. And there's no roots to draw water out of the soil from. And that's because the lower crown is where the winter damage, the low temperature damage, the typical desiccation damage really occurs. It prevents roots from reforming. So he's seeing a lot of that in the field. And because it's a very slow spring, it's taken a while for it to recover. Now, covers have helped. Guys are playing around with covers. They have permeable covers. Most of them are off. And some people put on, put back on impermeable covers. So they're swapping around covers to, to get the thing kick-started. Jim had a very sort of mediocre opinion on the use of pigments. Uh, he was saying maybe it's a little more masking. I might say it's sort of certainly uh, covering up some of the injury, but in, from a snowball perspective, where you have not so much snow mold this year and mostly just superficial damage, um, the pigments help the turf recover when there's uh, bright sunlight, it draws more heat to those areas and they tend to recover. But one of the things Jim talked about, and I would second because I'm starting to hear it now, is people need to start firing up their irrigation systems pretty much wherever they are, uh, unless they're you know expecting to get into the teens again, because the turf may need some irrigation, particularly if you have annual bluegrass with a very weak root system. So a really interesting start to the winter from Jim's perspective, Carl, but that there was really only one pest discussion that we had this morning. Yeah, and it was about Star of Bethlehem. So perhaps you could provide a little context for this kind of weed and where we were seeing it and maybe some thoughts on how to control that. So the Star of Bethlehem is sort of a bright green bulb that emerges early in the spring. Talking to gardeners and landscape professionals, they'll tell you it'll proliferate in beds very rapidly. I don't really know a lot about the biology of the Star of Bethlehem, but I do know that it is, in some cases, really unsightly, especially in northern climates where we find it predominating in zoysia grass lawns, places where warm season grasses are straw brown, the Star of Bethlehem's coming up, but it's also in lower maintenance areas. Now, a lively discussion ensued with our weed extension specialist from the University of Massachusetts, Randy Prostak, who's on the call with us, and talked about how, in general, carfentrazone or sulfentrazone would be your uh, solutions. In New York State, we don't have a sulfentrazone-labeled product available, so we have to use carfentrazone. And carfentrazone applied alone is sold in Quicksilver. So if this particular weed is wreaking a little bit of havoc in your landscape, uh, maybe a little unsightly, even in your beds, you'd like to get it under control. While it's green and lush now, an application of Quicksilver or carfentrazone, it's on the label for that. It's on the square one label as well that also has some quinclorac in it. But, but that's a spot-treated product and also one that's not going to be available for sale much longer. So sort of a very odd and small problem that, that there are some solutions. But I would say uh, most people, particularly when the grass starts actively growing and mowing starts in earnest, uh, it'll really fade away and, and no longer become a problem. 
So obviously, Star of Bethlehem is a very minor problem and one that will likely go away fairly quickly, Carl. And as we wrap up this episode of Turf Talk, uh, I'm Frank Rossi from Cornell University. And I'm Carl Scamenti. And this has been Turf Talk, presented in partnership with Winfield United. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever else you may be listening. And please feel free to leave us a review as well. This has been a production of Cornell University, on the web at cornell.edu.